Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. TheChairShot.com. Always use your head. Warning. The Outsider's Edge contains strong opinions, unconventional views, and contrarian stances. Listen, if you dare. Hey, yo. As we were brought in by the fire tones of the Congress, with whom we give all deference to, we would like to, we'd like to welcome all ladies, gentlemen, and those in between uh, to the Outsider's Edge. Another episode. Uh, it's your boy Rance, a.k.a. Ray Cash. Uh, I have the family back together, as, as we always are. I have my boy, Mr. Carl Irvin, who uh, was, was conspicuous in his absence last time, and I got the coda to my Kenny. I have Mr. Kyle Moores with me. Gentlemen, what's happening? We all survived a Monday. Hooray. Yeah. There's only like a whole lot more to go in my life. At least, at least like. I'm if hoping, we're fortunate. Right. I'm hoping at least maybe like 1,500 more or something like that. Don't, just, don't put a number on it, man. <laughs> right. a lot more. Just another regular Monday. Um, actually, it's not, a, not regular at all. So um, before we, before yeah. we get into this. Before we get into this, let me set the scene for y'all. A lot of content from us this week. You'll have two episodes of The Edge this week. We um, had to match you twice this week because, like, 
we're the business show and some business went down today. Big business. This is the point where if you're if I had like a a soundboard, I would uh point to Swiss Beats Big Business. Go listen to the song on your own, right? Dope song. Because go ahead, sir. I mean, the Peacock Network just like threw another cool billion dollars at Big Daddy McMahon. Um as we've quoted the, the modern great philosophers, uh, the Wu-Tang Clan. Mm-hmm. And they have... everything around me. Cream. Get the money. Dollar, dollar bill, y'all. And uh, Vince got a billion of them things. Yeah, th- them things are thinging for sure. Them, <laughs> them are the thingiest things that ever thinged ever in the history of thingdom. <laughs> Vince is Vince is the daddy fat sacks of wrestling. So let's break down some numbers because we just we just we talking shit and all this shit, right? Let's just let's let's break some numbers. Peacock signed uh, NBC Universal. If if you know WWE has uh, like a 30, 40 year history with NBC Universal. Dick Ebersol, uh, who was like the president there forever, and Vince were like best friends forever. Um, WWE re-upped with NBC Universal for five years. To host the WWE Network on their Peacock subscription service. They did not sell the subscription service. They still own WWE Network. Nothing will change on the network. It will just be specifically found on and through Peacock. Only have, in the United States. That is oh, yes, thank you. Thank you. Only in the United States. For this, in the USA, baby. For this portion of the conversation, we're just speaking domestically, but uh, we'll get to the international shit in a minute because I really want to break down the fucking numbers. Um, they signed this deal for five years and is valued at more than a billion dollars. So let's just stick with the billion. So that's two hundred million. Money, money, money. Sorry. Oh no! Hold oh, no, no, please, because I'm going to have you do that again every time I give a number. Will you do that? <clears throat> yeah. Thank you. Okay, so two hundred million dollars a year. With money, five years money, money, money. <laughs> Thank you. On top of that, they already they just re-signed Raw last year, or well, two years now, 20, 2021 now, for $265 million a year. Money, 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 money. Don't forget the NBC Universal was and, and USA was so arrogant. They were like, we don't even need SmackDown. Y'all can let it go. And Fox bought SmackDown for $205 million a year. Money, 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 money. money. Beautiful. <laughs> and then with NXT for thirty million dollars a year. Money, money, money. So for those of you who don't do who don't math well, that's seven hundred million dollars a year domestically. Money, money, money. Now it's important to note that what what Kyle just said, they still have the subscription service outside of America, and you can still buy pay-per-views in America through paper. You can still buy the pay-per-view shows through your pay-per-view subscribers. They also so, still have television deals with the UK, with they the just EU, re-upped with, with just, Japan, just with re-upped China, in, just re-upped in India. UK. In India, and they got the Mina deal coming, plus the fifty million dollars a year for the shows for the Blood Money shows. Once again, once again, 
They are making it rain all over them hoes. <laughs> my my favorite my favorite line in that song is you cut it off right at it. Dala dala. That's like my favorite. Every time I hear it, I pop. I can't help it. Every time I hear it, it has nothing to do with the movie. But every time I hear it, I think of New Jack City. Every time I hear it, I laugh that WWE got Tretch from Naughty by Nature to write a song about his son. That is the funny Naughty by Nature. Yeah, that but is- that just shows you how much that just shows you how much clout they had in the Attitude Era, man. Like mm-hmm. when you know, when you know, yeah, I'm writing this song for this wrestling show, but this wrestling show gets nine million viewers every week, like mm-hmm. clockwork. Mm-hmm. That means nine million people gonna hear me doing money, 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 money. For the record, they had they've had some they've had some great days with rappers. They had Little Kim to do uh, Trish Stratus's. The DX remix was that by Run DMC. And then you got fucking Silk the Shocker that they got to do fucking MVPs. I'm coming. Like Tropicana, I got the juice. Big the- E just got a Wale track. Oh, yeah, but that's that was on the GP of Big E, and that had nothing to do with WWE. <laughs> You're right, but I'm just Big saying, e Big that E just got a Wale track. That was just big shit. So, let's get into this, because numbers are numbers. You, There's nothing to debate, there's nothing to talk about. The numbers are the numbers. But I want to talk about the ramifications of what this could possibly mean. And I want to talk about kind of what the rhetoric has been today on social and Twitter and whatnot. I have, I have a very, like, I have a, a tweet that I saw that I really want to talk about while we're doing the floor. this. So, Take the floor, please. Okay, so uh, I don't know if I'm, I'm not going to promote them on this show because I do not like them. So I'm just going to say what was said and then we can talk about it. What I saw was... Unless Peacock does tiered or special pricing on pay-per-views, they essentially will cease to be a pro wrestling company and officially and finally just be a sports entertainment content producer. <laughs> I, um, I, I, the reason why I bring that up is because that the, the account that put that out is someone that I have blocked and muted, but I still managed to see that one on the timeline. So I have, issues with this because first of all they got to this point by being a pro wrestling company so let's just start with that but the the, the second thing is there's very little non-pro wrestling content that they have outside of maybe what wwe films uh, maybe a handful of po- maybe there might be a podcast or two that maybe isn't wrestling centric. They have, they have quite a few podcasts, but they're all about wrestling. Alexis don't count because that shit nobody. She's got like five episodes. So what I'm saying is, in this situation, is that doesn't make sense to me. Yes, they are a content producing None. business, but they're not. They're they don't cease to become a pro wrestling company when everything they do is centered around professional beyond wrestling. That, no, but beyond that, beyond that, I'm sorry, our. Are or are not Raw, SmackDown, and NXT wrestling shows? Do well, they not include professional wrestlers having wrestling matches, cutting <laughs> promos, and furthering storylines? That's the problem. That's, y'all, That's y'all, not what happens on that show. Y'all Whether you think it's it. good or not. Yeah, that's the issue. You're reading too deep into it because sports entertainment to those fans means bad. Pro wrestling to those fans means good. They've convinced themselves that 
what Vince is doing can't be pro wrestling because pro, their pro wrestling ain't it sucks, pal. That's but what the problem. Is. But the problem with that argument though is that if that is the case, how if that is the case, how is it that that this is still the company that no one can top, no one can get the views, no one can get the eyes, no one can get the sales, no one can get any. If, if the product is so bad, why are they still the top dog? All these years later, and you, I mean, I understand we can use well, they've been on the block for a long time, so they have it. Still, nobody's close, though. I mean, nobody's close. AEW and NXT are pillow fighting on Wednesday nights. This isn't, I mean, I'm sorry, but if it's so bad, if it's so bad, how are they still churning out billion dollar deals with shareholders? And you still have more people have your have their eyes on your show than any other wrestling show. I just it's hard until that changes is you're going to be hard pressed to convince me that the product is bad and that it's not pro wrestling, I guess. You want to you know? jump in, uh, Kyle, first or you want me to hop in? I mean, all I was going to say is it just really puts it puts a lot of the talk about ratings into perspective and some in terms of what something we say all the time as far as like ratings don't fucking matter the way that y'all seem to think that they do. Mm, like. Yes. Peacock is trying to get this subscription service off the ground. And so they're looking at it and they're like, hey, what's a property that we have a relationship with that has a million built-in subscribers? Oh, well, why don't we just convince them to put their shit on our network? And now the people that are... The other thing I don't understand from the people that are bitching is like, if you don't mind ads, like I mind ads, but if you don't mind ads, guess what? The WWE Network is now only five ninety nine. Became half cheaper. The pri- half the price <laughs> of Uncle Dave shit rag. <laughs> <laughs> um, but even if you do mind ads, like I do, then for the same nine ninety nine that you're currently paying for the WWE Network, you can get the premium version of the Peacock app. With no ads and all of the WWE network plus all Michael's. of these are shit that NBC Universal puts on there. All because I know is if the Michael, of Michael Scott. All I know is if Michael Scott does not win the twenty four seven title within the next year or two, I will be upset. Okay, that's all I'm saying. So let's. I I hate ratings talk, but it's important to bring it up in this case because. We we have we had a good friend chat on the other day, the Doc Chad Matthews, and this is an argument him him and I had incessantly for years. We argue the 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 values of objectivity versus subjectivity. All wrestling enjoyment is subjective. It's Correct. strictly oh, I like this match because this is what I'm looking for. You like this match because that's what you're looking for. But there is no given barometer that you get that is that everybody can say this is what it is a lot of people believe in that bullshit five star scale that went over five stars whatever that's cool but there is objectivity in the business of wrestling so you cannot tell me subjectively wwe is shit if everything objectively is telling me they're not so yes let's look at some objective object let's look at some things object objectively raw's ratings are down TV's ratings are down, but Raw's ratings are down at a higher angle. This and is we true. Talked about the, this is true, and we talked about 
that on our last show. Carl, I know you weren't able to join us, but we talked about Raw's biggest problem is that things have stagnated. The stories have stagnated. The performers have stagnated. Everything's running in place. Nothing is progressing. So you're giving reason. I'm not even going to go that far. Because the point I want to make is that while the ratings that are traditional are down, social engagement is at the highest it's ever been. Yeah. The YouTube views are in the billions. They're like in the top 10 in the world of YouTube channels. So I think people realized over the past decade or two that you you can you can find out who's watching something or who's paying attention to something by a lot of other means than if a Nelson box says that they sat at their desk and they watched it or they sat on their bed or their couch and watched it. And so Raw's not getting many TV ratings, but you know what? How many of the, we don't ever look at the DVR three or the D plus three or the DVR plus seven ratings. We don't ever look at the, uh, we don't ever talk about the Hulu next day ratings. Like both of y'all watch. Yeah. You know, we don't ever look at all these other things. And then every week, Nielsen has this on the same website. They release a report that says social media engagement. And all of all three of the shows are normally in the top five. Not to mention that there is not there's only one or two shows higher every Monday than Raw. And that's always bullshit news or Monday Night Football. So. The ratings talk is really antiquated because we're it's it we have evolved and the people don't want to evolve with the times. I agree. I mean, I think it's you know when you when you when you think about when you think about ratings and stuff like that, the the there is it, the the it is undervalued. What is undervalued is things like social engagement and the YouTube views. I mean, look my. Here at here at our house, okay, we, we you just mentioned it. We will watch Monday Night Raw on Hulu. I might not watch it till Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. You know, I, sometimes I don't always watch it, but we watch it. It's a cut. It's a cut show. But you know, I told I've mentioned to you guys before. My daughter has gotten into wrestling. The other day, I'm just checking on them, and one of them was on the computer watching YouTube WWE clips. I mean, this isn't like. That wasn't prompted by me, you know. That's that's a seven-year-old doing it on her own. So this this is there is it's not just this whole like oh you watched it live on Monday Night Raw. Like some people have other stuff to do. I mean, maybe you don't, but you know, I mean, there's just other ways that people get their content now. And that's just the reality of it. I got a number for y'all. I got a number for y'all. It's from December eighth, twenty twenty. NBC Universal's Peacock tops 26 million subscribers. Hmm. Yep. So here's what I'm here's why I bring that number up. So I'm I'm Paul Levesque and I'm Stephanie Levesque and I'm Shane McMahon and I'm sitting there and I'm thinking, fuck am I gonna do to grow this company after the old man dies with these TV ratings stagnating and the future of the world being in streaming? How about we sell this network to these motherfuckers with 26 million subscribers that's thirsting for content 
and see how many of these bitches just get bored in between reruns. <laughs> Here's the other thing about that, real quick. I'm Rance, I know you probably want to jump in, but like, just okay, this whole idea that so content is content is kind of like the king right now when it comes to streaming services. And I think content we all know that, right? Everything. Yeah. I'm what always was our trying biggest to find beat with HBO Max when they <clears throat> launched it. And it's the it same thing that people have been saying about Peacock since the launch. Why would I want it. this network for any even if it's only six dollars, why would I want this six dollar network with no fucking content? Right. So that with that said, the idea that they that WWE is now just a content producing company. It's on the surface. I get it. That's fair because they churn out a lot of content, but people don't want to watch your content. If they're not interested in the people, the content is about, and in order to be interested in the people that the content is about, you probably had to watch the pro wrestling side of it first. Like, I don't like personally, if I walk up to a random person who's not a wrestling fan and I'm like, hey, did you see that Bianca Belair Chronicle on WWE Network on Peacock? They're going to be like, no, who the fuck is that? Like, well, you know what I mean? Like, they had to have seen her a little bit on – I mean, you might be able to pull that off. But normally it's going to be like, hey, check out this person on television first. Then you might be interested in her chronicle. You know even I mean? beyond that – but even beyond that, though, like wrestling companies – are entertainment companies so all of them are nothing but content producers because because i got news for y'all because i got news for y'all a wrestling show is fucking content whether it's <laughs> dynamite or double or nothing or super card of honor or wrestle wrestle kingdom or a fucking house show in fort smith arkansas that shit is fucking content and and it's different content every single time it's not reruns ever it's always a different piece because it's live piece. entertainment. So yeah. even if it's the same match, it's always a little bit. So my only point there is to say all they've ever been is content producers. The only thing that's different now is they produce a lot more content of varying right. types. Like 20 years ago, the only content they produced was pretty much Raw and SmackDown and those like PG-13 gross toxic masculinity DVDs that they did. I owned a few for sure. <laughs> I did too. <laughs> I still think all straight motherfuckers are disgusting. <laughs> you tell me they put out you tell me they put out a best of Fandango and Roger Strong and the motherfuckers you, you wouldn't buy the Okay. Don't my you bad. don't you my bad. get my hopes up. <laughs> I, I, man, I ran the tape out on the old DX video that they made back in the day. So I, I still think you guys are like trying to look too deep into something that isn't even worth the time. Like you're explaining something that's bullshit to begin, to begin with, the bullshit premise. What they mean, you're trying to explain what they mean with, with logic and reason. What they mean is, I don't like this wrestling, so I'm going to call it sports entertainment. The idea of the difference between sports entertainment and pro wrestling is based on why it's being booked. WWE right. is being booked because it's being booked for the purposes of a TV show. Pro wrestling, in their minds, is being booked for the purposes of the fans. That's the only difference. And it's all bullshit because the TV show is for the fucking good of the fans. The fans are the reason you have a fucking TV show. So it's all ignorant in the first place. You can't watch WWE Raw or SmackDown and tell me it's drastically different than what AEW wrestling looks like. Or what Impact Wrestling looks like. Or what Ring of Honor's bullshit wrestling looks like. It's all the same. It's well, just Vince is the devil. Everybody else is good. I agree with you. The problem, the problem with that is, and the reason why I think it's important to bring up 
the stuff that is definitely looked too deeply into is that these guys who say this stuff are the ones with these gigantic platforms and they're the type of people who will come out and try and convince people to say, Hey, don't watch this, watch that. You know what I mean? As opposed to letting people think for themselves, you know, that's, that's kind of, that's kind of one of these problems that I'm seeing a lot is the people with these platforms are the ones who are always pushing this nonsense. You know what I mean? It's just nonsense. Let people think for themselves and watch what they want to watch and like what they want to like. I mean, how hard is that? Well, and one criticism that I don't give very much credence to at all is this idea that because they've secured this bag, they don't have to pay attention to, like, fans at all anymore. And the reason I don't buy into that criticism is, like, okay, you know what You know what Netflix is known for? Yeah, Netflix will throw money at a pilot for anything. They'll give a first season to anybody. They'll also cancel your ass mid-season in a fucking heartbeat. Yeah. Streaming services are cutthroat. Peacock just threw a million dollar, a billion dollars at Mac Daddy McMahon. But if that shit don't pull the numbers that they want, or it becomes a financial liability, they'll cut that shit and run. And more pertinently, fans have a very striking history of not knowing what the fuck they want and claiming they want something and shitting on it when they get it. I know I drive people crazy. All the time I bring this up, I don't give a fuck. You motherfuckers begged and pleaded and cried for Daniel Bryan to be put in the main event. And when he got put in the main event, every show he main evented except for that WrestleMania drew horribly. Miss me with your bullshit. No, great, great tweet on the subject from Ring of Honor's Brian Zane. Fans, we want wrestling to be mainstream again. WWE Network migrates to a host boasting tens of millions of subscribers and potential new fans. Fans! Not like that. Facts. 100% facts. 150% facts. And it's funny, people don't realize that the growth of WWE, as hard as it may be for people to understand because they want it to die, is good for the growth of the business because more the more money that's put in WWE, the more money that has to be put in other companies. <laughs> and the and the more these wrestlers are getting paid. And all of y'all complain about well, they hoard so much talent in WWE or they hoard so much talent in NXT, but them motherfuckers gotta go eventually. Who do you think is gonna be the next generation of AEW or the next generation of Impact, or the next generation of New Japan? Not to mention the whole idea behind hoarding talent is ridiculous anyway, because those guys don't have to sign contracts there. They're under no obligation to sign a contract. WWE isn't hoarding talent. They're saying, hey, we want you. And that person's saying, okay, thank you, because cut the check. I mean, I'm sorry. Like, the whole idea behind hoarding Facts. talent is ridiculous. Yeah, uh, that whole uh, con- argument is just, on its face, is just dumb, you know? It's stupid. It's, I don't understand why. Don't get me wrong. WWE is notorious for not using people. And that's, a, yeah, that's oh, another yeah. conversation. Yeah. But it's ignorant for people to think, you know what? This is what people think WWE should do. You know what? I got enough wrestlers. I'm not going to sign this guy. I'm going to give back to the business. Bitch, no. I want everybody. (laughs) No, but that's the thing, though. They don't want that because, like, if somebody never gets signed after a certain point, then they bitch about, why didn't WWE ever sign (laughs) so-and-so? So-and-so ever get a shot? Double-edged sword, dog. So-and-so should have been in WrestleMania by now. Well, not to mention, everybody hates all the long three-hour Raws and stuff. Well, imagine if they they didn't hoard talent, and imagine if they used all their talent all the time. You'd have to have, like, an eight-hour show because they'd be using all their talent. Or add to that, 
there there were talks about a, another NXT show, but like NXT proper, and then this would be like the performance center show that's gonna like be like Sunday Night Heat. <laughs> or like like evolve like evolve basically right 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 and it's always it's only gonna be on the network you know what people said man that's too much for me to watch but you yeah. want those people to work what are you yeah. doing what do yeah. you want yeah begged them to bring in the cruiserweights gave the cruiserweights their own show and everybody was like nah i ain't got that kind of time cruiserweights are people too all the i mean the cruiserweights, the cruiserweights to be classes. fair i got top for 205 live i mean i don't either but that's not the point the Cruiserweight Classic. Kota Ibushi so much better than the Cruiserweight. Zack Sabre Jr. so much better than the Cruiserweight. They deserve a better platform. They put these motherfuckers on Raw. I don't want to watch that. <laughs> it's, it's, the worst, it's the worst show on television. Um, so, just understand that the game was changed today, ladies and gentlemen. Um, and... Money. Money, money, money. I'm sorry. It, no, I, look... And, and uh, today, today was a bad day for a WWE hater. The one thing a WWE hater could say is that the stock went down a dollar and a half. But you know what? That's okay though. That's okay though because you know what that you know what those peacock checks allow. Those peacock checks allow <laughs> them. Well, no, no. Those peacock checks allow them to cut money for people like like mainstream performers. To come on the big shows. Like, that's how they can get people like Bad Bunny at the Royal Rumble, yo. I'm stoked as a motherfucker for that shit. And I saw the people on Twitter hating on that. And all I could think is, do you know nothing about music in 2020? Like, yes. Bad Bunny's where the fuck it's at. I wasn't hating. I just don't know who he is. Oh, Spanish rapper. He's a badass. Yeah, I, I mean, I'm not like I'm not I'm not hip with music anymore. I'm at, I'm at that age where I don't care. I want to say but, he's from Puerto Rico, but I'm one of those people like if he comes, I don't I'm not familiar with him. If he comes out there and blows me away, I'm down. Uh, you know what I mean? Can I, can I, I be honest with y'all? Yeah. Can I be honest with y'all? Be honest with me. I've often wanted to say this on on air, and I really, you know I'm not one to give a fuck, but I try to be respectful. But and this is no diss to you, Carl. To probably I know it's not. A threat towards you, Kyle, but anybody. But so much of wrestling, of wrestling's fan base, is middle-aged, jaded white guy. True. And so that if it's not, <clears throat> if it's not uh, generic rock or metal, they act like it's shitty music, and they shouldn't know who they are or watch they know. Well, that's but it's one across well on television anyway. Bad Bunny's been on Saturday Night Live twice. Fuck on that. Fuck on that. Bad Bunny's one of the ten biggest artists, not rappers, not Latin artists, artists in the world he right now. He got Drake to do a Spanish collab with him. And he loves wrestling so much, he did a song called Booker T with Booker T in the song and on the video. So, like, so that he's gonna perform is Booker huge. T at the Royal Rebel. And, like I told y'all, watch Cardi B at WrestleMania. Shit. Cardi B will be at WrestleMania. Bet money. Well, so this is, I, I would say this, like, so I'm one of these people that I don't keep up with current day music. I just you don't. You had an excuse. Yeah, yeah. But I will say this, like, I'm not the kind of person to be like, oh, that's terrible because I can't say something's terrible if I've never heard it before. You know what I mean? That's my issue. That's always kind of the issue. It's like, well, you can't just hate on something because you've never heard it. 
Like, I mean, that's just, you're just, then you're just hating uh, the hating. hating. No, but no, their hating is like really what their hating is. Like Rance was being polite about it. It's dog whistling. Like it is some super low key racist dog whistling. Let me, like, let me, add, to, let me add to it. It really is. Can I add to it? Can yeah. To it? Monday Night Raw's intro rap song. What they Great changed? song too. I really enjoy it. Exactly. It's got a lot of energy. A lot of energy matches well with the cuts. When people when it came out, what's this garbage? Uh, give me the days of we're gonna be back to That's but and and to, it's dog whistling because it's not their music. I, I would I would I'm gonna go fifty fifty with you on that one because the reason why I say that is because so when people say okay bad bunny, I had no idea who this person was white black Asian no clue. So like if someone is like, hey, I don't know who that is, then I can't you can't like nobody could be like, oh well that's some dog with some stuff towards towards no. people. Because I mean but, I don't even know who that is. You know what I mean? It's not no, the, I don't know who that is. It's the I don't know who that is, and why should I know who that is? Well, but I'm not even talking that. I'm talking about the openly antagonistic toward like just uh and the shit you were talking about, Rance. Oh, bring back what whatever happened to when we had like oh, uh yeah. <laughs> Alter Bridge and Slipknot. Listen. I like Slipknot. Don't get me wrong. I like Slipknot. I, I I don't like all of their shit, but like I like some of their shit. But like I like Puddle of Mud. I remember when Puddle of Mud had theme songs and shit. Saliva when that was a thing. But ain't none of them as relevant to music today. Right as now, yeah. Money. Absolutely. And well, ain't none of them like... as relative, relevant to music in general as I the would... shit that they're doing right now. I, I would argue that like a lot of the like I'm more of a '90s alternative rock. If you but if you opened up my Spotify right now, it would be like nothing but '90s alternative rock for the most part. But it, it, at the same time, that stuff doesn't come across very well on live performances, especially with these like uh, for whatever reason. Anytime I've ever watched like a, a, a live wrestling show, the the rock music has just never come across well for me personally. I've always enjoyed. Uh, more of the the uh, more rap and stuff like that on the shows because I think it just comes across better for whatever I don't know what it it's is because the only way for a rock band to perform is to just perform that's what they right. do they perform and and that works in a concert setting but like when they're performing like at a wrestling show like doing someone's entrance or whatever it's hard to tone it down right enough to have the music be good. And to have it fit with what they're doing. Other genres of music can be more amped. They can be more hype. They can be more. They can turn down the beat and do it more vocal or vice versa. Like, right. there's so many more options. I can think of two rock songs um, that with the band played a wrestle to the ring and it, and it sounded great. Anytime Motorhead sang uh, yeah. Triple H to the ring. I was going to say Motorhead, yeah, of course. And WrestleMania 30, when um, uh, Rev Theory did voices for Randy Orton, it came out beautifully because the song is structured such that it's menacing and it's not overbearing, right? Mm-hmm. But, but um, entertainment's fascination and wrestling in particular's fascination with rock has gone back to the rock and wrestling era in the 70s and whatnot. Put Sidney Lauper in the Hall of Fame. It's going to happen. It's got to happen, right? 
like but, while she's still alive. But let me let me give you let me explain our point about the dog whistling and about how people <clears throat> are how what pe- how people want things and and just the dichotomy and the that's I guess it's my favorite word I've used that like seven times today. Um, <laughs> but remember WrestleMania twenty five, you were there. Yes, I was. Who performed? Uh, probably Kid Rock, if I'm thinking correctly. Had he been relevant in the past three years? Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. What year was 2509? Uh, no. Eh, eh. The answer is no. <laughs> it was also terrible, by the way. It was very bad. But well, but that goes... That, right, well, Kid Rock had that, re- Rebel Without a Cause, Devil Without a Cause is fire. Yes, yeah. it was. That's it, by though. That point, it, <laughs> by that point, he had gone. He went MAGA before MAGA was a thing. It, it, that was the only thing he really did. But yeah, you're right. Yes, go on. So, but my point is, people bitched about it, but not because of who it was, but because it was taken away from the wrestlers. Had it been a rapper, they'd have bitched about the music, and because it was taken away from the wrestlers. You see how it's different. Yeah, and that that's that's a hundred percent more on like wrestling fans, like you said before, because normally, like, I mean, like you just said earlier, Bad Bunny is like a top ten artist in the world right now. So clearly, that's not a majority opinion. Of course, and and wrestling wrestling fans are not a majority group of people. It's it's just the same. We got to remember two that, three yeah. million people watch the damn same damn show every every week. You know what I mean? We got to remember it's more than two three million people that are fans, but only two or three million people watch care enough to watch it regularly on the major main medium. Yeah, yeah, um, you're right. But uh, yeah, man, that's that, that's huge. Again, I I will quote Kyle from earlier in this podcast. You what did what did Brian Zane say? 
fans. We want wrestling to be mainstream. We want wrestling to be more mainstream. And so the WWE Network migrates to a host that has tens of millions of subscribers and potential new fans. Or or gets Bad Bunny to perform at their second biggest show of the uh, year. Yeah, gets a Grammy-nominated, Latin Grammy-winning, regular Grammy-nominated, like, chart-topping artist to perform at one of their big four pay-per-views. Who's this? Why should I care? That's not what I wanted. Yeah, see, there's a difference between who's this and why should I care. It's the why should I care part that bothers me. I'm actually kind of excited because I didn't know he was a uh, a Latin rapper, and I actually really oh, love Latin all, music. All <laughs> all of his songs, all of his songs, and Espanol. Oh, that's kind of, I, I, dude. I love you get used to like when you work in like oh, the I love it. industry, I you, dude. I love it. Like let, it, let, me, let me just so, give you just a real quick before we move on. When I, when you work in like food service, a lot of times the guys who work in the kitchen are mm-hmm. a lot of a lot of Latin American guys who work in the kitchen. And usually they'll have the radios blaring back there because they can't. They can't have it out front, obviously. But they'll have it, and it's like it's always on the Latin stations. And that I don't know what anybody's saying because I don't speak Spanish, but I just know I'll be back there like dropping plates off and grabbing dishes, just like moving the head. You know what I mean? Like, I mean, I'm I'm here have for you, it. So todos en español. Have you seen the commercials with Snoop on the island and he calls somebody and the dude answers the shell phone? Yes. That's bad buddy. That's bad buddy. Okay. All right. I like it. I mean, I'm here for it. Music is music. If it's good, I like it. Like, I mean, if it's bad, I don't. If it's good, I mean, whatever. Yeah. So, so just, to, just to close the musical discussion of the episode, once again, for the nth time, put Cindy Lauper in the Hall of Fame. I'm here for it. I agree with you. Hurry up already. Take that one guy out and put her in. Yeah, enough with him. She can have his spot. Couple guys take out actually. Yeah, agreed. Um, so I'm, I'm, I'm gonna segue uh to a uh item, a news item. I don't know if you guys had heard. So um, ESPN, which is the worldwide leader in sports and entertainment, right? Yes. So they like um, to tell us. They're well, part they're of the leader in sports. They're they're part of the Disney empire. Indeed. Um, if you remember, ESPN kind of had some semblance of a deal with WWE in which they uh, covered their covered their um, content. There's a WWE sub page on WWE, on ESPN.com. They would they would show some of their classic content from time to time, things like that. Right. Well, yeah. apparently, the new deal between the between uh, WWE and Peacock has caused that. has caused ESPN to stop. And the reason being is because WWE was in talks with ESPN to possibly put the the network or their pay-per-views on ESPN Plus. And Disney had hopes that maybe down the road they could buy WWE. Now, that's really interesting to me because... I have told you, know, you for years, Disney trying to rule the world. Our new, our new Mickey Mouse overlord. Trying. <laughs> Trying to rule the world, trying. <laughs> um, but it's interesting to me. That's that's very interesting to note because I think ESPN uh, covering rest, cover wrestling is one of the things that led to its boom again because it gave it a sense of legitimacy and validity. Um, because 
for a while, wrestlers weren't mainstream with the exception of, what, Brock and people like that. But you have people like Becky, people like Roman, people like Charlotte have a chance to go to ESPN and be there all day and be a big deal, which kind of helped. And all love and shout out to the coach for brokering that deal because after the Super Bowl, I'm watching ESPN. After the finals, I'm watching ESPN. After all these big games, I'm watching ESPN. So if you're watching ESPN and after a pay-per-view or WrestleMania, Half of the show is at the WrestleMania card, and Roman Reigns just beat The Undertaker, and Undertaker might be uh, retired, and you're interviewing Roman Reigns as he walked up the ramp. Like, they gave such a, a, a real sense of, of, of validity to the product. So my question, I wonder, not, I'm not, not a question, because there's only one other company that could, sports-wise, possibly match ESPN, that's Fox. But I'm oh, curious. Oh, look at that. Who else do they have a mega deal with? One more point about the Fox deal. I'm glad you brought that up. Now NBC wants SmackDown back. Ain't that shit funny? Back then you didn't want me. Now I'm hot you all on me. For real, for real. Um, um, (laughs) um, I'll say this. No, but I'll say this, though. Like, for real. Uh, Fox needs... We've been talking about Fox needs... They need content. FS1 needs content. FS1 needs stuff. And uh, they could uh, also lend some uh, legitimacy. Not to mention, like, I, for one, am fully here for the 4K cameras being used for entrances for, like, the rest of time. Like, looks fantastic. holy shit. And you can always tell when they're using it because it's so good. Yeah, if you well, if you've been watching any NFL this year, you would have already... You've been seeing that already, and so when they added it to SmackDown, you're like, okay. What's so trip? What's so trippy? It's on Raw too, it, by the way. It's on Raw too. What, but what's so trippy about it when you're watching it is like, as someone who's a lifelong video game player, it's like, okay, I know I'm watching a real, actual, live person, but this don't look real. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, like yeah. this, this amount of detail don't look real to me. This must Many- be fake. Many a time they'd have a game on Fox, and I'd be like, "That's that's happening now, isn't it?" Right? This ain't Madden. <laughs> Looks like a Madden cut screen, a cut shot, or whatever. It really right? does. Like this ain't no Madden. What the fuck is this? So we've talked about the positives that come with this come with WWE and this Peacock deal. Are there any negatives? Because this is a negative. This is a blowback of that deal. Can we think of any others that might be pertinent or might matter? Well. I think there's always, I mean, whenever you make these, like Kyle mentioned it earlier, that they still are going to have to put out good content because NBC could cut the cord on them, you know, right? And that's true. Um, but I, I do think there's always that that worry that, and I think it's a fair, I, I do think it's a fair concern for people that are worried about it, that, you know, WWE just raked in another billion dollars that are they going to, I mean, is it, is it going to affect the quality of the product at all? Because like we know with Netflix and like we talked, like you talked about earlier, Kyle, they'll take on any pilot, right? And if it's garbage, they'll get rid of it. But what that means not is even for if it's us- garbage, not even if it's garbage, if they determine it's too expensive to justify. Right. So if, if you are with just with that in mind, 
like you can't, you still have to kind of worry about complacency a little bit because if you do get complacent and you're out there churning out trash, well, you know, if I watch a season of something and it's trash, I'm not going to watch it again. But at the same foot on the flip side there, they're going to gain a lot more eyes because like you said before, 26 million people are subscribed to Peacock and they're going to add another person when I subscribe here pretty soon. So, I mean, it's just one of those things where it's, I still think you have to worry about that a little bit. Can I add one more thing that's interesting to me that to what you just said? Yeah. Name me any other industry. And I'll go even, I'll even go a little more micro. Name me any other medium or platform or studio in any form of entertainment that gets a billion dollar deal and people and the fans are worried if the show, if that platform medium or studio is going to get worse. Oh no, I, that, that, that's definitely not a thing. I think there's a, it's like you said before, like you, we just talked about it. Most wrestling fans are middle-aged <laughs> jaded people, white guys, you know what I mean? So you're going to have that, but I would say this, I mean, Think about um, think about Star Wars fans, right? Like mm-hmm. they are when Disney bought up the Star Wars franchise, there has been a lot of complaining and nonstop bitching about the pro- about the Star Wars films since Disney took over. Those three, the three or four films they've made since then, have gotten. I mean, the hate is real. But we also know that Star Wars, much in the same vein as WWE, and much toxic of the same fandom of fandoms in general, is just nothing but toxic fandom. Not you know? just that, but it's rooted in nostalgia. So if you're not, if it's if it's not like I had it, yeah. Well, but it's Star, very toxic. Star Wars is no, but Star Wars is also a perfect comparison because much like wrestling fans, Star Wars fans feel an un entitlement. They feel an entitlement, but they feel an undeserved sense of ownership over the product. Right. Okay. Uh, for different reasons. In the case of of wrestling, it's because, you know, in a large part, WWE made this bed. They, you know, continuously told the fans that it's all about what they want and blah, okay. blah, 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 blah. And, and so they created this sense of entitlement within the fandom. In the case of Star Wars, it's because, you know, until about 10 years ago when Marvel became the hot shit in these streets... Those of us that were actual nerds had to be like quieter about our nerdiness and like more on the hush hush. And so like people, you know, felt this like cult like devotion to their properties, you know, whether it was um, whether it was comic books or Star Wars or whatever. Uh, But either way, they feel this, like, sense of ownership over the product. And because they feel this sense of, like, oh, this is mine, I get to, like, determine how this runs, they jump on any changes that are made and instantly shit all over it. Yeah. I mean, that's that's the best comparison I can make in terms of, like, what you're getting at rants is the is the star wars thing because that it seems to be the one group like i mean you can't even argue with marvel because most everyone i know that's a marvel fan that might even be like deeper into the comic books like if i have a question about a movie 
it gets answered and nobody's like, oh, you haven't read this comic book? No, I did not read issue 387. I well, apologize. Because anybody who's into comics knows that comics are so convoluted and so retconned all to hell and so all over the fucking place. Like, my favorite comics property is the X-Men. I could never be mad at somebody for not knowing every detail of that, like, continuity timeline. And this is important. All the movies have a source material. Right in in comic book movies, in Star Wars, there isn't one. So people have convinced themselves that well, this is how I want it to be, so it's got to be this. And if it's not, it's, some, it's something wrong with it. And many people have gone and created books of the Star Wars Star Wars lore that people have considered now part of the world. So when yeah. you have things like Rise of Canon, so you have to like Rise of Skywalker, Last Jedi, and um. The other one, the, whatever the th- whatever was, um, Rise of Skywalker was the third one. The Last Jedi was the second oh, one. Uh, the Force first Awakens. one was Fork Awakens. Yeah, right. When you have these people bitching about it because, but you know what? In the, in the Clone Wars or in this book or in that book, yeah. this happened. You didn't do. There was no text. They just making a movie, dog. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. It's not like it's got seventy. Captain America's character has. Captain America was created in in the 1930s, bro. (laughs) Yeah. Mm -hmm. He was founded as a Nazi puncher. One of his biggest and first uh, scenes was punching Hitler in the face. So, (laughs) you know what I'm saying? So, like, this dog, this has got... So, these, these source materials have forever to go by. But Star Wars, fans have entitled themselves because this is our shit. George Lucas made this for us. No, nah, bro, he made it for the buck. He made it for the bag. It's just it's the same thing with wrestling. It's it's not. I mean, I mean, no matter how much we want to believe that it's it's all for us. Vince McMahon didn't do it out of some kind of like he wasn't being altruistic. Like he did it so he could get rich. Yeah, but like, listen, like to, in in all seriousness, like fans are called marks for a reason. Do you know what the term mark is actually used to connotate? A mark is someone who falls for the con. Like, that's what the term comes back to. It goes back to the carny roots of the industry. Fans are called marks because you buy into the lie. Yeah, 100%. Like, we willingly buy into the lie. We willingly buy into the lie now. But, like, that's why. Beautifully said, sir. That's 100% facts. And it's just like fanatic. Fan. It's short for fanatic. Because people go crazy over this shit. Both are true. Um, I'd like to bring one more thing to you guys' attention. Um, because this one is, this episode is going to be just kind of news, the newsy, the newsy sold, the news sold, the big business sold, whatever you want to call it. And we'll come with that. sir. Yes, sir. And we're going to come with, uh, a proper rumble pr- prediction show and preview show later this week. But one more interesting thing that kind of crossed my desk today that made me say, hmm, our WWE champion and Kyle's new favorite wrestler, Drew McIntyre. I mean, favorite um, strong. I don't hate him. Uh, look, hey, progress, baby. It took us five years, 15 years, maybe, to get to not hate. So we'll never know. Anything's possible. Um, but 
Drew, you know, Drew is, is Drew's the new guy. You know, Roman's a tribal chief, but Drew is the new darling of WWE. He's been doing a lot of press promos. And he had an interview where, with Sportskeeda. Shout out to Sportskeeda, because I got friends that work over there. So shout out to them. And he was asked about a match or a feud with The Fiend, Bray Wyatt. And I would like to read you the quote. Maybe eventually. Not right now. I'm WWE champion, and I think, in fact, I know, like the way I've been building the title, it's about the honor and respect and about wrestling. And there's room on the show for everything. A little bit something for everybody different characters. It'd be boring if everyone was the same and The Fiend's unique character is so incredible, so out there but I don't think that's something I want to mix the WWE title with. Like, that's for for, you know, that portion of the audience and for me, as a fan, to watch and be blown away by the spectacle. But when it comes to the WWE Championship I expect it to be in a wrestling match. You know, like man on man fighting over the title with respect and honor, and and that's what I'm all about. That's how I've tried to represent the title, and that's how I think it should be represented. Not in a comedic fashion or in an outlandish fashion, but in a realistic wrestling environment. My question to you gentlemen is, one, does this hurt the perception of The Fiend in the eyes of the company, knowing that maybe the the champions don't want him in the championship picture? And two, what does this this mean for WrestleMania? Because the fiend is as good as uh, as good a a shot at any as good a shot at any to face Drew McIntyre for the championship there. Uh, my answer to your second question is it don't mean shit because Drew don't got the book. Because unlike all friends wrestling, there are bookers that run this company. <laughs> okay, fair enough. Um, and he's not my tribal chief that can say that don't work for me, brother. But continue. Uh, so that was my first uh, response to that. Um, one thing that he said that I do agree with is I want the title to always be treated seriously. Even if it's on a character that might be comedic, like it really bothers me when title belts are treated, are treated like they're worthless because like within the realm of the universe that you have, how do I want to phrase it? Within the world you have built that I have agreed to believe in. Like, of disbelief. Yes. Yes. You have created this impression that these titles have value. And so when you then treat them as if they don't have value or treat them as like a comedic prop, then I feel some type of way about it. Like, it's one thing for the 24-7 title because, like, the entire reason for that title's existence is comedy. It's a comedy title. But, like, I don't want the other belts to ever be treated that way. So I do agree that I want the belt to always be taken seriously, but I don't think that that necessarily means that a character like Bray can't be the champion. Um, If Vince McMahon can be a former WWE champion and... David Arquette, before he knew how to take bumps, could be a former WCW champion, then, like, a comedy character can be a champion. Real quick, Carl, do you consider Bray a comedy character? I consider Bray a comedy character, not The Fiend. I consider Bray and The Fiend as a 
surreal as <clears throat> dark um that type of character because fire firefly funhouse bray is like the is is kind of like the I don't know the the ying to the fiends yang, the yin, not ying. Sorry. Firefly Funhouse Bray is basically a guy who's about to go postal. That's what he is. I mean, to me, that's that's what he reminds me of. Like he's he's the the glue that keeps like he's a, he's a moment away from snapping. That's what he is to me. Like yeah. that's what I think of when I think of that character. But I mean, I. I as far as as far as it goes, like I think it I think it hurt I don't think it hurts. The first question was, does this what do, you said diminish how the fiend comes across? I guess based on what he said, I don't think that. I think it's I think it's more that if Drew feels confident saying something like that, and we're and we're working under the assumption that this is like a real yeah. interview and not an fame. Yeah, then I think it, what it tells me is that Drew has a little bit more pull than we might have originally thought. And like, I've never really seen Drew as like someone who has a lot of pull. He's not Brock Lesnar. He's not Roman Reigns, you know, but in the second question, and you're going to have to just answer it, say it again. Cause I can't remember. We've been talking for so long. What was the second question about that? Re- WrestleMania is coming up and we don't know who might wrestle. We don't know who, who Drew's going to wrestle. Sheamus is a good, is a good, good shout because they had a, a storyline brewing, but that seems to have been put by the wayside a little bit. Right. John Cena could always come back and go for number 17 against Drew. Sure. But I think the Fiend has a as good a shot as any because the Fiend is one of the top four stars in the company, male. I and mean, they have we haven't seen Drew versus Bray yet. I right. mean it has a, he has a shot, but you're wrong because the winner of the Royal Rumble is gonna be Switchblade Jay White. He's gonna he's gonna see. I love you. The okay. switchblades. The switchblades not going to take the title from our tribal chief. He knows what puts food on our table. Okay, all right. If I can win over, if I can win over Kyle, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, and all of those in between, non-binary and anybody else, understand the switchblade is coming. Get ready to breathe. Please continue. While, while yeah while we're now that we're done talking about that which i'm i'm here for it um as far as the like first of all i any okay because i disagree with kyle's general i disagree with kyle's general point that titles should be taken like super serial or whatever because to me i don't care like it's a prop to me and it just is and that's fine like if you disagree i don't care but what i'm saying is so with that said no, like I mean, it's not unrealistic for the fiend to fight to face Drew for the title, like because even though the character can be silly at times, everything we know about Bray's character from the day he started, the day he became Bray Wyatt, is that he's a serious contender to that championship at any moment because because he is whether he is scary clown boy or whether he is about to snap Bray Wyatt or whether he is cult leader Bray like doesn't matter so I don't think that it affects I don't think that it makes him a non-serious contender and actually if that is a real like if that is Drew McIntyre as Drew McIntyre the person I completely disagree with his everything he said because the whole idea behind like well you know I prefer when it's 
in our wrestling standpoint and man on man and all this stuff. It's that sounds very in character when I hear it in my head, but like also like what? Like, I mean, like just, just what in general, like I just don't understand. Like to me, it doesn't, that doesn't work for me because the whole idea about wrestling is suspending your reality. Why does it have to be this like Royal, like, like a freaking duel or something that just doesn't do anything for me. Well, wrestling means different things to different people. And so to Drew, yeah. Wrestling, Drew seems to think more in, along the lines of Daniel Bryan, and that wrestling is a, is a is a is a is a is a is a, is a combat sport. Is is you said a duel, but it's more like a gladiator esque, and that's mano versus mano versus mano, a woman versus woman. No, even though that ain't the term. It's right? kaiju but, big battle. Kaiju would, big battle. Yes, Kong versus Godzilla. Right. Hell um, yeah. But. What Drew is essentially saying is that Stone Cold in 97 would say, I can't wrestle with Undertaker for the title because Undertaker's out here killing people and talking with the dead. It's the same premise, but we're okay with that. I think so. I think so much of this rhetoric has less to do with comedy characters or surreal characters, and that a lot of people seem to be down on or feel weird about Bray Wyatt and the character of the Fiend. That seems to be the bigger issue to me. Personally, because every other dark, surreal character we've had in history, nobody's gave a fuck about. They've all won championships, and nobody seemed to give a damn. They've all been in the main event. Nobody seemed to give a damn. And I think people are off, feel, I think people are off on the fiend because the fiend was pushed so unbeatable when he came, and then the Seth Rollins debacle happened, and Seth Rollins literally had to murder the guy to kill him, right? And then. While that ended up helping the Fiend because the Fiend got the championship, I dare you to tell me, take away that Hell in a Cell match, and I'll give you the Fire, not the Firefly Funhouse, but the, um, what's the match with Braun at the, at the Swamp? Every other match the Fiend has had in ring, what's been wrong with it? They've all been regular matches. Yeah, I mean, the, the, the whole character is fine. I, that's, that's less like, I think if I go back to this one, um, it was an episode of Raw a million years ago when Seth Rollins was the champ and he was still running around with the J and J security and all that crap. And I remember this one quote from uh, Corporate Kane where he was like, "We could have made El Torito the champion." I love that quote. Well, because that's real. Like, that, like none of this matters. Like this whole the whole the whole idea behind. Well, it's got to be this and it's got to be that. No, it doesn't. Like it, it really doesn't. Like as long as to me, and it will always be this way, and you'll not budge me on this. As long as you tell me a compelling and decent enough story, I don't care who you put the title on. I really don't. Like just make sure that when you do it, I'm not like really that that that's your story. Like I mean, that's it. And I'm one person, and everybody's got a different viewpoint on that. But I'm not. I'm not down with the whole like. Pure. That's a very like the way Drew McIntyre sounds like the kind of guy who doesn't want instant replay in baseball. Okay, that's what he sounds <laughs> like, and I, I just I'm not with that. Like I'm all about like getting to where we can get to make things the best they can possibly be. Ba- base baseball. Don't do that. Don't make me start shit on hockey again. I gave you a break. I gave you a break for two days. Don't make me bring it back. Don't do it. <laughs> um. I'll I'll say this last piece and then I'll give it back to uh, Kyle if he wants to finish off the topic. But 
I I I I I understand where he's coming from. I feel like I fall a bit in the middle because I understand. Ultimately, I think he's burying his point because at his ultimate his ultimate point is the point that makes sense. The feelings around that point, I think, are the ones that are kind of eh. But his ultimate point is, as long as the match is a competent match for the championship, I'm good, and I'm I'm with that. Because if the fiend, if the fiend defended every championship and all in nothing but gimmick matches, and I don't mean like Hell in the Cell or no disqualification. I'm talking about if the first match was Firefly Funhouse match, the second match was the Swamp match, and the third, if that was all he wrestled in, then yes, and you champion, I can understand having a problem with that. But the fiend wrestles regular matches in the ring. So I get I get his issue if that were to be the case, right? Um, so I but also he has to remember too. Number one, you you the guy now, right? So you and Roman, you got to deal with you got to deal with some shit. And number two, you're the anchor on the entertainment show. SmackDown's the wrestling show. You're gonna have to deal with some entertainment bullshit. <laughs> it is what it is. I don't think it's a good idea to say I don't want to work with someone for for even if even if it just means in context of of the title I don't think it's a good idea to to do that because I think it alienates you know your coworkers and things of that nature so I'm not trying to come after Drew like for all I know this all could have been him building up to his feud but I mean like just thinking of it from a regular perspective I don't I don't necessarily like things he had to say I don't. I, I don't necessarily think it's a good idea to say that you don't want to work with some people, but um, I do think that we should start saying things like, no, nah, I'm not working with Goldberg. No, nah, I'm not working with Sting. Oh, yeah, no. See, I can't do this match with The Undertaker. Yeah, no, Kane, that don't work for me, brother. Um, we definitely need to start saying no to working with people from the Attitude Era because they're all at least 50 and can't go anymore. I watched Chris Jericho almost break his neck again this week. So, like, let's stop working with Attitude Era vets. Well, that's that seems like a place to leave it at. I don't know about y'all. Um, anything else that you guys had in your minds you wanted to get out before we uh, get out of here today? Um, Carl said that his computer just shut down and to plug his Twitter, um, which, you know, I mean, I'll do that in a second. Um, watch the Royal Rumble. We'll be back later this week with a full preview of it. Uh, remember, as always, you can find Brother Carl on Twitter at OutsiderCurvin, and you can find me on Twitter at Dr. S'mores. Of course, you can find Brother Rance on Twitter at JWhiteNZ. Also, it's Ray Cash, R-E-Y-S and Mysterio, C-A-S-H as in dollars. We are a part of the ChairShot Media Network at ChairShot Media, where you always use your appendages, your penis, and your head. And while you're using your head, go to ProWrestlingTees.com slash the chair shot, buy some shirts, pay for this shit. Yeah, get you a hashtag journalism shirt. Help us support our carny journalism. Um, and remember, y'all, 
We here at the Outsider's Edge are just some increasingly less young gentlemen doing everything that we can out here to make it in this world. And sometimes we're going to hit you with some straight facts like, man, Big Daddy Vince is out here paying 3D chess with the money. Money, 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 money. Money. And other times we're going to hit you with some of them like cold realities like... Whether you like it or not, it's still a wrestling product. What the fuck is sports entertainment, bro? For reals. Um, but remember, y'all, no matter what, we're chasing our dreams here. And you've, like, got to respect that. Because, well, if you don't, just like Carl's computer, we sure don't give a fuck. The F. The U, the C, the K, the E, the M, the what we say is fuck em. Fuck em. Thanks for listening. We'll catch you next time. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.